0: They say the journey of a thousand miles begins in one step Watch me two-step, double-jump the line Don't care who's next Sun will only shine if you let it uh, Second place is still considered winning, don't forget it uh, Look at all the paths that I chose Look at how I rose Slam, slam, dunk like D-Rose Slam it on my foes I put one foot up up on the moon uh, Next step coming soon uh, Magic in their face The journey continues uh, Journey continues uh, Journey continues uh, Journey continues uh, Journey continues, uh, journey continues. Uh, whoa buddy when was the last time you heard that song oh my gosh you guys i've been gone for months and i am so surprised you came back to listen because i wouldn't i appreciate it i've been gone because i've been doing some self-discovery i hosted 30 interviews and 31 days in the month of July, and I will talk about that a little bit later. Um, I've been working on not saying um and doing things that make me uncomfortable. Shout out to the Minnesota Secretary of State because I am registered with the name Human Journey, so round of applause. (laughs) It is officially my name if you have listened to previous episodes, I usually do a weekly recap. How do you do a weekly recap and recap in four months in five minutes? You don't. I will say that I have been working my ass off, y'all. I decided this podcast will be explicit because I cuss and I like to cuss. It makes me feel good and if you don't want your kid to hear the cussing, don't let your kid hear the cussing. I've been working my ass off and trying to figure out what I want to do with my life and where I want to be, and I am pretty certain that I want to be a podcaster. I mean, I'm here, right? It took. I've revamped this whole thing. If you guys haven't noticed, there's a new logo. I'm working on even revising this one. There's a new segment that I'm adding called. So we're just going to act like we don't see that. And that is about climate change because that's something I'm very passionate about. Instead of episodes being released on Thursdays, they're now being released on Mondays and Wednesdays. Two episodes a week because the first one is just going to be me doing this. That's on Monday. And then on Wednesday, we have the interviews that I recorded in July. I didn't get to all 30 interviews that I wanted to. I got to 27, which I'm proud of. Round it up, round it up. (laughs) I'm very proud of myself. I stepped out of my comfort zone. I would never have felt comfortable doing something like that before. And I don't know what made me do it. I just felt like because I put it out there, I had to do it. And I'm I I can't believe the amount of people that like signed up and helped and and I just can't believe it. I'm I'm so happy with the outcome. I can't wait to share these interviews with you guys I'm so excited to share this first one with you yeah I've been just really trying to make sure that I am loving what I'm doing and doing what I love and I'm happy to be presenting this to you now the this episode was recorded back in the backpack I think it was May when I was still recording half-ass so I'm gonna let you guys have this old-ass episode because. You guys deserve it. I deserve it. You guys deserve it because you've been waiting. I deserve it because I should be embarrassed about how long it's been taking me to get here. I don't like it. I listen to it. I'm not a fan, but I'm not going to be a perfectionist. I'm just going to give it to you guys and you guys can receive and do whatever you want with it. On Wednesday, I'm very proud of the interviews that I conducted. I'm very proud of what I've accomplished out of all of this. And I'm very excited for you guys to hear the interview on Wednesdays. If you'd like to sign up for the Human Journey newsletter, go ahead and click on the link in my Instagram bio. It's at human journey Pod, and you can go ahead and sign up for the newsletter. That'll let you know what the episode is about. That way, if you don't want to listen to it, you don't got to, okay? Also, it'll let you know who's going to be interviewed that week. Like I said, I'm very proud of what I've been working on. I really hope you guys receive this well. And this is what I want to do. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm a storyteller, and I'm glad I'm here to tell my story. So let's just get started and move on over to... Is it guilt trip? (laughs) Let's move on over to Ease On Down The Road, which, again, this is old, y'all. This is old. All right. right. I'm late, I'm super late, and that's because I wasn't recording. And that's okay, because I am in a much better mood, I feel much more like myself, and Beyonce motivated me. Homecoming. I know I said I was gonna talk to you about this a long time ago, but we're gonna talk about it now. And I've watched it over five times. How many times have you guys watched it about the same amount as me? Because it was amazing. That documentary was everything I didn't know I needed. Everything. Oh my goodness! She dropped a soundtrack with it, and she brought out Jay Z. She brought out Salon. She brought out Destiny's Child. I feel like she kind. Of, I feel like she was kind of throwing shade when she said, "Uh, give it up for my best friend." Give it up for Destiny's Child. <laughs> was she just talking about Kelly? because i don't really see michelle around that often i mean they were just at the janet jackson concert and it was just beyonce and kelly so i feel like that was a little shady but you know beyonce is known to throw shade and i'm okay with it she also did the negro national anthem and y'all better if you didn't know it before you better have googled the lyrics, then uh, okay, so yeah, she does the Negro National Anthem. Then she goes into uh, feeling myself in formation, and at this point, I'm off the couch dancing like I'm feeling myself. The swag surf took me all the way back, and then the everybody met dance gets me every time, and I was definitely dancing. I had my daughter, me and my daughter tried to learn it. Obviously, I'm I'm a little stiff when I dance, so. It wasn't working out for me, but I mean, I know the moves. I just just don't perform them perfectly. My daughter's favorite part is the bugaboo roll call. She loves that. She thinks it's hilarious. Um, But the whole thing was super inspiring. Like I said, she did all of this after dropping twins in a high-risk pregnancy. She was on a very restrictive diet. I think it was very dangerous. I don't think she... She encouraged anyone to do the diet. She literally said she pushed herself too hard, but people decided to go ahead and do the diet anyways. And it's very dangerous. And if you were going to try that very restrictive diet, you need to see a doctor first. You need to know if you have diabetes. You need to know about your blood pressure. You need to know about, um, figure out if it's okay with the medications that you're on, because if you do have any type of disease and you go on this diet, it could affect that. So please, 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 please go talk to your doctor before you decide to go on this restrictive diet which is basically only fruits and vegetables that's it but she put all of her self into this performance and it was specifically for black people and you could tell through and through it was inspired by hbcus and it was like you were at homecoming literally And then she dropped the Before I Let Go remix, which none of us knew we needed, but we needed it. And that was amazing. All of the she did the uh, what do you call it? The challenge. She did the Before I Let Go challenge and all of those videos are super cute. And I like watching them because I love the song. Then uh, she made about. Eight, I think they said eight million dollars for this performance at Coachella, and everybody was very, very upset um, because Ariana made the same amount. But what people don't know is that she made the eight million, but she also Uh, signed a contract with Coachella saying that she had the rights to her performance so that she could sell this to Netflix and she also did a three movie deal with Netflix so this is the first of the three movies that she'll be releasing on Netflix and I think that's worth 24 million or something like that so she made way more than Ariana because she's smart but that is my review on homecoming I'm not even gonna say spoiler alert because you don't deserve for me to tell you that it's a spoiler alert you should already have watched it it's Beyonce it's queen bee literally royalty um but I also want to talk about Game of Thrones so this I will say spoiler alert if you haven't watched the finale go ahead and fast forward four minutes five minutes uh the finale was okay the whole season went a little too fast for me uh I would have preferred it be a little longer i I mean i know the battle with the white walkers was very expensive very time consuming and it was very much worth it that was the best episode to me in the whole season even though i was terrified the entire time i would have preferred the episodes be longer i had said the talking that was happening was stuff that i didn't really need to know about Like when Tyrion um, was reading the book Ice and Fire and and they said, you're not in the book. I really I really didn't need a five minute scene of them saying to him that he's not in the book. That was all that we got from that scene. I didn't need that. Yeah. So the White Walkers battle, I couldn't handle it. I I, I thought I was having a heart attack the entire time, but that was the most amazing and the work that they put into that. Oh, my gosh. Poor Brienne. She gave up the cookie to Jaime and then he leaves her. I felt so bad for her. Um, I saw a tweet that said, My girl Brienne outside in a house coat. <laughs> this is what the D does to you. It has you outside in the cold north in a house coat asking a one handed dude where he's going <laughs> And that is so true, especially in Minneapolis. <laughs> I'm glad that the Starks survived. I don't understand why Bran is king, though, because we barely saw his storyline. I felt like we barely saw a lot of important storylines. Why did he become the Raven if we weren't even going to know what he, like the purpose was besides him knowing about the White Walkers? Like, that was the only reason why he became the Raven? Come on. And then... Arya she became the person that can put on many faces but she didn't even put on a different face this whole season I'm not complaining I don't even want to complain this isn't a complaint this is a criticism I am very grateful for all of the seasons of Game of Thrones even though I was super super late to the party and I was very much like I'm not watching that show I loved it I'm glad Danny did die Daenerys Although it was hard for me to process because she was my favorite character and then she turned evil. Everybody died around her that she cared about, but I believed in her just like Tyrion and Snow did. But I can't believe she went into that city with the dragon like that. Just literally burned everybody. That was so messed up. Our next movie we're going to watch is so good. I don't care if you're a man, a woman, you don't identify as either. If you're a dog, a cat, you're going to love this movie. It's called Someone Great. It's amazing. I watched it twice already. And I can't wait until we can talk about it next week. So... Our next segment, I decided to add in after Black History Month. I had so much fun doing research and learning things about black history. So I added in a segment and it's called Black Facts. And this Black Facts is... HBCUs. Since we watched the Homecoming documentary, why not learn a little bit more about HBCUs? Some of you may have attended them. Some of you may not have. Some of you may know nothing about it. It is. It stands for Historical Black College and Universities. HBCUs were created because the South had legal segregation, so that prevented Black students from attending colleges and universities, and the North had secret segregation where they had like a quota system for to limit the number of students that could attend black students that could attend so there was no structure for black people no structured high education system for black people prior to the civil war later northern religious societies sent white and black missionaries down south to start schools uh, there was also an act the second moral act of 1890 which required states especially Confederate states to provide land grants for institutions for black students if a mission was not allowed elsewhere. Schools were created in the states where where there was the most segregation, which probably was very uncomfortable for black folks, which makes me think, you know, if you had to send your kid to this HBCU because it was the only way they could get their education and you knew that there was a chance of them dying, but you knew that there was a chance of them becoming the best version of themselves that they could ever be. And you do it for the sake of black people. That must have been the toughest decision. And I, I can't even imagine what they had to have gone through. Um, but I do think about how uh, Washington, D.C. has Howard University and um, how racist th- our capital must to have been. Also, the the dog walking that's happening right now through the campus and how they're basically telling black people to stop complaining because things have changed and they want to be able to walk wherever they want to walk. But those institutions were created specifically for black people. And so that is a university campus and you can't go letting your dog poop on the campus. That's so disrespectful, especially since the history that's behind the campus. I'm ranting again. So let's get back to the facts. <laughs> Early HBCUs were established specifically to train teachers, preachers, and other community members. And during the 20th century, many HBCUs moved their focus on over to promote scholarship among African Americans. Mary McLeod Bethune opened a vocational school around 1904 with $1.50 and five students. And that is a black woman for you. Will take nothing and create something. Later that school moved on to become the Bethune-Cookman College in Daytona Beach. Around World War I, World War II, a second generation of black college students emerged. And for the first time, many black colleges had black presidents. Uh, around the 50s, over 43,000 black students were enrolled in black, public black colleges. In 1954, Brown versus Education Changed the face of education and many public HBCUs closed or merged with white institutions, which sucks, but most black college students continue to attend HBCUs years after the decision. Um, There are about 101 HBCUs in the nation right now, and they outperform any non HBCU institution in retaining and graduating first generation, low income African American students. They represent only about 3% of all four-year nonprofit college and institutions, yet they enroll 10% of black people nationwide. Did you hear me? (laughs) They outperform any non-HBCU institution in retaining and graduating first-generation, low-income black students. Do you know why? Because they know how to talk to black people. They have what black people need, and they are trying to, they know, and that's why white institutions, white corporations need to bring more black people in and bring more people of color in so that they can understand their audience more. HBCUs opened the door of educational opportunity for many black people who were once legally denied an education. For a long time, black people weren't allowed to read or write. They were, it was illegal for them to read or write. These schools provided black students with a nurturing environment to explore their collective identities and cultures. They felt comfortable, they felt safe, they still feel comfortable, they still feel safe going to a black school as a black person. And um, I think it's important that they stay open. I think it's important that my daughter attends an HBCU. Uh, I think it's important that we continue to donate our money to HBCUs because um, it's really important that we make sure that our our schools stay open just like it's really important that we make sure our communities are not and not gentrified that was the black facts i hope you guys enjoyed that let me know if you do uh you can send me an email at humanjourneypod at gmail.com and we are gonna move on over to guilt trip yeah if you leave on the bed i know that you're conscious will leave you want to the way home. The way home. During this break, I've done a lot of reflecting. I've discovered I've never really felt like I had a home to go to. I've had roofs over my head, including car roofs, but never felt like home. At first, I thought maybe it was because my parents would constantly remind me that this is not your house, this is our house, you're a guest. I mean, that probably does play a huge factor. Then, I thought maybe it was because I was living with people and my name wasn't on the lease. So I got my own place and it still didn't feel like home. But after watching Katie Kirk's YouTube special Timelines on YouTube, (laughs) I realized I've never felt at home because I've been following other people's timelines that they've set for me instead of following my own timeline. I really believe, I mean I truly believe, my inner child needs validation, love, and to feel safe in order to feel at home. So does that mean you need validation, love, and to feel safe? Yeah, actually. I'm realizing this. I always put my guard up when I don't feel safe. But I don't think that's the only thing that makes people feel lost. What else could it be? Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, I feel like people are lost for a number of reasons, um, comparing themselves to others, feeling stuck in a job, a number of different things. When I referred to the YouTube special uh, with Katie Couric, I felt like when I said I wasn't following my timeline, I meant I wasn't following my purpose. And I personally believe people feel lost when they aren't serving their purpose. What do you mean by purpose? Well, hmm. What I mean is when I was younger, or I guess you, (laughs) had a dream, and you wanted that dream to come true so badly, but life happened, and we got a regular job, fell in line with religion, and just went with the motions of life. We've known for some time that you are supposed to be a CEO by any means necessary, But I steered you away from that and lost us. Do you think we'll find ourselves again? I think anything can be achieved with discipline and hard work. Yes or no? (laughs) Okay, I want to say yes. I want to say we'll find ourselves by the end of this year. But we all grew up in a society that told us we could be anything we want. And then when we turned 18, they told us to let our dreams go. I have 24 years of rewiring in my brain to do. We have 24 years of rewiring in our brain to do. It's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be a journey. It's not going to be easy. But I want to say yes. I've been telling you this whole time what's been making us happy. And you've been doing the complete opposite. You're right. I'm sorry. I did what I thought I was supposed to do rather than what made me happy. And in turn, I lost us for a very long time. I think in order for to find themselves we need to make our own maps and when I say map I'm referring to purpose again right Um, there's a quote that I keep on my wall it says you will be lost and unlost over and over again relax love you were meant to be this glorious epic story and I think you have to find your own map in order to create your epic story Do you feel like you found the map yet? (laughs) No, I, I definitely don't have the full map. I have some of the bits and pieces of the map, like, you know, very small, small bits and pieces of the map. I feel like I will never have the full map ever in my lifetime, but I can say I don't feel like I'm going backwards anymore like I used to feel. How did you find parts of the map? I started remembering the things I loved doing, that we loved doing and did them. Like I started letting go of people that told me not to believe in myself. I started doing things out of my comfort zone, like attending workshops and doing things by myself. I became the CEO of my own company that I always knew I was going to be. And because we don't really know mom and dad like that, I think I'll always feel a little confused about Where my certain traits are, it's really hard. Are certain traits come from or things that we do? But the more I push myself to break bad habits and believe in myself, the more I find and pick up the pieces of this map. Do you think a man could help you? (laughs) Not at all, girl. Not at all. And let that go. A man doesn't define you or me. My husband may be a piece of the map, but he doesn't hold the map. We just have to continue to try working on filling the voids that we feel are in our lives. So how do we fill the void? <laughs> um, That's a great question. Maybe we fall so deeply in love with ourselves. We find things we enjoy doing. We speak our minds, stand up for others, work hard, play harder, dance when everyone is looking, sing even when we don't have a voice, never quit. Keep laughing, smiling, feel our emotions, even when we're upset, crying and sad. Let us cry it out and feel it, uh, decorate our homes the way we want to travel i don't I don't really know, I really don't have all the answers. I really don't. I'm not a therapist, not that therapists have all the answers either, but I feel like things are much better. I mean, I have been feeling better and stopped yelling at you so much. And I appreciate that because you were getting on my goddamn nerves. I think we're getting closer and closer to the feeling of home. I think we just need to stick with our timeline instead of worrying about what others want for us. And we need to continue to do the things that make us happy and make us feel fulfilled and passionate about. We need to continue to love ourselves, believe in ourselves, ride for ourselves, no one's going to love us the way that we can love us and no one's going to do for us the, what we can do for ourselves. And confidence is the difference between being inspired and actually getting started. And I think building confidence in knowing what our purpose is will get us to where we want to be. And I'd love for you to come on the ride with me, but just make sure you keep your mouth shut. I like that. Okay, girl. I love you. Okay, let's move on over to not all who wander are lost. Not all those who wander are lost. My mama always told me, the way your room looks reflects the way your mind looks. And I think she was right. How often do y'all do a deep cleaning? Is it twice a year, fall and spring? Is it once a month? Is it once a week? I know my friend Caprice, shout out to Caprice, cleans, does a deep cleaning every single day because her mama taught her how to do that. <laughs> Have you noticed that after cleaning you feel better? I definitely do. I love I love washing my sheets and then taking a shower before bed and getting in the bed. I have the best night of sleep. And putting some lavender in a diffuser and just zenning out. That is the best sleep. But clutter does affect your mind. It affects your food choices. And it makes you more likely to choose unhealthy foods over healthier options. Disorganization and clutter have even been known to negatively impact your personal relationships. And I'm sure y'all know that if you have a dirty house and you live with somebody, they are going to go off eventually. If you have any, if you have a roommate, you live with your husband, you live with your wife, your spouse, whatever, they are going to go off eventually. Nobody wants to live in filth. Organization helps you do the following things. It helps you improve sleep. It reduces stress. It improves your relationships. It helps you focus on other aspects of your life and free up time and energy to improve your life in other areas. It reduces depression and anxiety. It helps you make better food choices and stick to your workout regime, which will help you lose weight. And then it makes you more productive. And that is definitely 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 true because I don't know about you guys but when I have stuff to do and my house is a mess all I can think about is I have to clean my house while I'm doing my things so I feel very distracted larger spans of time will just leave you feeling tired and overwhelmed So don't sit here and say, I'm going to clean all day because you'll be exhausted unless you have guests coming. I guess you got to do what you got to do. But usually if you have guests coming, you can plan about a week ahead, clean an hour a day, clean a room a day and you should be done. But if you do too much, you'll be exhausted and you won't even want to finish if you have a lot to do. Consistency is key. You know, building a habit. You want to build a habit of cleaning every day. You want to build a habit of putting a small load of laundry in every morning. You want to build a habit of cleaning your dishes every day. You want to build a habit of vacuuming often. You want to build a habit. You just want to build habits. The one thing that I I push, 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 push is fixing your bed every morning. My daughter doesn't do it because I'm usually late to take her to the bus stop every morning, which shame on me. But. I make sure that my bed is fixed every single morning and it just makes me feel better. I can't. So my office is in my room and I cannot work if my bed is messed up. It just it just distracts me. And I've never been the person to like fix my bed, but I am that person as an adult now. So here are my key tips. I've been watching a lot of Marie Kondo. And if you haven't seen it, I definitely just Uh, think you should it's not about like hoarding there I mean there are some hoarders on there but it's not like a, a gross like the hoarding show where there are rats coming out of the boxes that they finally got to the bottom of the pile it's about organization and she's very very happy all the time and she's very very sweet but to the point and it makes you feel good watching the show and it inspires me to clean a little bit um so I did my research and just so you guys know, I am doing IG Instagram TV um, videos every week now that will be consistent with my wellness theme. I already put one out just as like a sample to see if anybody liked it and you guys really enjoyed it. So I'm putting out another one with this episode and it'll be me organizing my desk while talking about something. Um, talking about feeling lost in this world. I gave you guys a little bit of that in Guilt Trip, but I didn't tell you about how I've been feeling lately. So I'm going to be talking about that. Um, but I just want to give you a little bit of information on what you should do with cleaning. First, you want to pull everything out. I didn't do that with my desk because, I mean, I pulled a lot off, but I didn't, I, I'm just, I hate putting things in piles. I, I just don't like it. But you want to pull everything out. If you're organizing your pantry, you'll pull everything off your shelves and into a space that allows you to see everything. When you can see everything, you'll look at it and you'll say, do I need all this stuff? You, if, if you pull out all of your clothes from the closet to reorganize your closet and you have a mound of clothes or you can't even look out your door, do you really need that many clothes? How often are you going to wear that? So look at all of your things and decide what sparks joy, Marie Kondo style. Look at it. Does it spark joy for you? Did it spark joy for you? Say thank you. Throw it away. Um, And you can either trash things, d- donate things. You can f- sell them if you feel like doing that. You can keep them or you can put them in an undecided pile or a box and then put a date on the box and look at it again in like six months. If you haven't even looked at it or haven't even thought about it in six months, you don't need to throw the box away. Yeah. And then you want to clean the area. So you want to like wipe down the shelves or sweep or whatever you have to do. Clean the area. And then obviously you'll you'll sort your items and decide if you're going to trash it or whatever. Um, Yeah. So those are my tips. Like I said, I've been watching Marie Kondo's Tidying Up. And the two things that I took away from the episodes that I've watched is to respect everyone's attachment to things. And then the other thing I learned is let go of things that don't have homes. So if you have something like a cap, like a pen cap, and you've been holding on to it until you find the pen, and you haven't found the pen in a year, throw the cap away. Why do you need it? You don't. Okay. And that is the end of not all who wonder I lost. I hope that wellness segment helped you guys. Like I said, go ahead and check out my IGTV video and you can see me cleaning up. Um, it'll either just be my office or organizing my kitchen as well. All right, let's move on over to let's walk and talk. Walk with me. Talk with me. <laughs> For this segment, I got a couple of questions from you guys from Instagram. And like I said, when I get Instagram questions, I shout you guys out unless it's an email. So you can go ahead and send your email on over to journeypod at gmail.com. Um, I'm going to need for you guys to go ahead and start sending questions on over to me, please. Friends, family, send any question that you're thinking of and just send it on over. Because um, I need some more questions from you guys. You guys are acting like you're shy and I know you're not shy. so uh, my first question comes from at Anna Purtle it's a-n-a-p-u-r-t-l-e go ahead and check her out and her question is what is your favorite slash least favorite thing about the human experience and that is a very interesting question I'll start with least favorite and then end on a good note so my least favorite thing about the human experience is not knowing anything that's my least favorite thing I'm very I very much need information like that's the person that I am I need a lot of information in order to move forward on anything and I don't have information on my feelings I don't have information on what's happening next I don't have information on why things happened you have to sit and you have to think about it and process it and I think that I think that would be what my favorite thing about being a human is as well being able to sit and think and process things and then when you come to the realization of understanding why something happened, why you're acting that way, why you're that person. I can say I am a prideful person, but I've learned to put my pride to the side a lot. It makes me feel good to know that I can work through those things and figure out what's going on with me. And then moving forward, I can take that with me. Another favorite as a human experience is travel. I went to Jamaica and I was very, that was the second time I went out of the country. I don't really count Canada though. I was really excited to go to a country by airplane out of the United States that was full full of majority black people. And it felt good. I've always wanted to travel since I was a kid, literally. Um, I I said that when I graduated from high school, I was going to take a year off and travel. That obviously didn't happen. took a year off and had a baby. And I... I think that's very important for people to figure out who they are is to travel because humans in general, when you think about our ancestors, they traveled. They traveled rain patterns. They traveled for uh, resources. And as we've progressed, we've just gotten comfortable with our cities because it's got everything that we need now. So we don't move much. And and I want to move like I want to I, I don't see myself staying in one spot for too long. So. Those are my favorite things. And that was my least favorite thing. Thank you for sending that question. That was really good. My next question comes from at the real Hawk. He already knows the question. The answer to these, like to this first question that he asked me, because we live together. Uh, do you have any pets? Yes. Two. Uh, cat and dog. How do they help with your mental health? And what have they taught you? So I spend most of my day with Primo, my cat, uh, because my dog Shiraz goes off to his grandma and grandpa's house for the day. When I was really down, Primo was around me a lot, making sure that he was like sitting next to me. Um, I do this really anxious thing where like I pick at my nails and whenever I'm picking at my nails, he'll run over to me, like smack my hands. (laughs) And whenever I'm feeling down, like I'll pick them up and hold them and His purring always makes me feel better, and he, like, the fact that they love you so much unconditionally makes me feel good because you don't even have to say words. It's really nice to have a relationship with someone where you don't have to talk, where you don't have to say words. You can look at them, and they understand you based off of your body language, and you understand them based off of their body language, and you have this deep connection without words being spoken, but you know exactly what each other want. And that helps me a lot. I love spending the day with Shiraz. I love spending the day with him because he loves me. Loves me. Loves sitting next to me. Loves um, walking with me. Um, but they have taught me to live in the moment. Very much so. Primo, we, we adopted him from the Animal Humane Society. And he was very sick. Very timid. He quickly warmed up to us once we t- nursed him back to health. He stepped into a situation where he didn't have any choice but to be in that situation, was terrified, but just eventually showed us himself and became comfortable. And that's something that I am working on is like just being comfortable with being myself in any situation. And Shiraz has taught me that you can be happy doing anything, literally. He's always smiling, always always happy always tail wagging loves meeting new people loves going to the dog park loves riding in the car loves going to walk anywhere like he just enjoys everything and he reminds me that I need to be enjoying everything in the moment as well. Finding joy in everything that I do. Finding, like, enjo- uh, thanking God every time I see a beautiful tree. Thanking God every time I see the sky. So I appreciate that question as well. Thank you very much for being supportive and sending in the question. And we will move on over to the shady path. Ooh, ah, the well, I missed a lot in pop culture. I will tell you that much. I have missed a ton. Okay, but we are just gonna pretend like you guys heard all of that. And if you have anything that you want me to talk about, send me it to humanjourneypod at gmail.com. Oh, you know what? I didn't tell you guys. Um, Anchor started this new thing where you can send me voice messages. You know how I was at, I was taking calls before, and it was very hard. Uh, to edit the calls, get the calls in the way that I wanted them to. So now Anchor started this new thing where you can send in voice messages. And I will go ahead and add the voice message link on my show notes um, so you can send in questions that way as well but those questions your voice will be added into the podcast if that's the way you want to do it otherwise you can go ahead and send me an email at humanjourneypod at gmail.com or write me a message on instagram at phelan oliver or human journey pod okay so back to our pop culture topics the late great whitney houston okay why in the world are they doing a hologram tour? I don't need, who asked who asked, who asked for a Whitney Houston hologram tour? You, you, because I did not. Her sister-in-law or her for, former manager, now president and CEO of her estate, Pat Houston, said that Whitney Houston adored her fans and she would have loved this. And Dionne Warwick said, this is stupid. And I agree with her because why are we doing this? You're trying to make more money off of her, and we have we have what we need from Whitney. We loved her. I don't. I don't know. That's creepy to me. I don't know. That's creepy. I don't. I don't want to see her on tour. I don't. I don't. I want to see her on YouTube. We don't need that. Anderson Pack, Pock, Pack, Pock, Pock, Pack was ranked number one as a musical guest on SNL. You go, Anderson Pack, Pack. I love him. I didn't even discover him until Mac Miller died, honestly. Dave Chappelle is to be awarded with the Mark Twain Prize. He will be joining a prestigious group of comedians to receive the award. Carol Burnett, Whoopi Goldberg, Bob Newhart, and Richard Pryor are all comedians that have won this award. And the prize will be awarded at the Kennedy Center Gala on October 27th, 2019, and a TV special of the evening will be broadcast on PBS. I'm not watching it. Tony Robbins, the self-help guru, is accused of groping followers at his events, and I believe them um i know it's innocent until proven guilty and he is innocent until he's proven guilty i just don't believe him his message no not bothered me i never really listened to his message though even when he was on Oprah show i never really liked him and i don't know why and maybe because i always got like a weird vibe from him but i didn't like him so maybe i'm biased on this one but i believe them um They said he's exposed himself to his assistants, who were always women, and sexually harassed his fans. Women came out with many stories. As many of us know, Tony Robbins is the world's most famous life coach. And if this is at all true, he is truly a terrible person. To take someone's pain to use for your gain is despicable and that's what he does. He takes pain and tries to turn it into a positive thing because he's a life coach. If he's been using it to get off sexually, he's disgusting and I hope he ends up losing his money and everything. Amazon has filed a patent application with the US Patent and Trademark Office describing a technology that would allow the Echo and other Alexa enabled devices to capture what you say before the wake word Alexa um i hate to talk about this man on here but we are all living in crucial times and it's very important that we discuss this and it is about the t administration i don't even want to talk about him i don't even want to say his name honestly like i'm sick of hearing his name it's about the year fired administration they just put out a third strike against transgender people this week one rule finalized on tuesday would let health care workers recuse themselves from treating transgender patients on religious grounds and a draft rule issued wednesday would let homeless shelters turn away transgender people and of course we all have heard about the abortion ban which has not gone into effect yet but we still need to keep in mind that it's that that has been pushed and that they want to put it into effect because the moment we forget is the moment things get passed and that's the moment that we all are suffering. That means that we all need to be focused on the candidates that we are looking at now and we do not need to allow Facebook, Instagram to try to influence our decisions. We need to really look at these candidates and not just because they're black, not just because they're a person of color, but because they have the right, the right, values the right morals they're truthful in the things that they actually want to fix realistic in the things that they actually want to fix Um, because a lot of candidates will come in here and say that they are going to do all of these things and then when they get in office it's not even realistic they can't even do it so keep that in mind of course the T administration has postponed the harriet tubman twenty dollar bill that was supposed to come out uh, in 2020 which we all have been waiting for for four years now uh steve is his name munchin m-n-u-c-h-i-n munchin i'm just gonna say munchin uh he delayed a redesign to add national hero harriet Tubman to the 20 dollars bill after a house hearing on wednesday which he sucks It was supposed to debut on the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment, which granted women the right to vote. But he said he's not focused on it for the moment. And it will probably come out after the T is in office. After he leaves office, I mean. Anyways, last but not least, in the shady, shady, shady path. A Florida Wendy's employee bathes in the sink. I am not surprised because Florida is crazy and we all know that. All the stuff that happens in Florida never happens in the United States anywhere else. A high school kid who worked with one of the employees was the one who went to the newspaper because he said it was disgusting. But they were all sitting there recording and laughing. So I was really confused by that. But I'm wondering if his skin is okay because the stuff that they use to clean the dishes is like very harsh on skin. I'm done with the shady path. I'd like some sun. Let's move on over to a move In the right direction. Okay, so a move in the right direction. This is the last a move in the right direction. Um, first of all for copyright issues. Second of all, I don't want to do it anymore. It feels not like me. It feels like it feels like a lot of work for me instead of something that I'm passionate about. And I don't know why, because it's just shouting people out, but it is what it is. I don't want to do anymore. I'm just doing the interviews moving forward. I'm adding a different segment, though, for y'all, and I do want my episodes to get shorter because who wants to listen to an hour of someone talking by themselves? I don't know. Um, So I'm going to work on shortening them for you guys. But this week's Move in the Right Direction is just going to be me. Shout myself out because I am here looking for some money asking the universe to bring me an abundance of cash. And so here it is. I'm a DJ, a social media manager, a wellness coach, DIY queen, and a podcaster. If you need a speaker, if you need a DJ, if you need someone to help you with your marketing, if you're looking for someone to host wellness workshops, I'm a coordinator. Like I'm good at coordinating. I'm good at helping other people find out information. And yeah, I'm I'm just here trying to make it y'all. And follow me on Instagram at, Phelan Oliver. Follow the podcast page at Human Journey Pod. Please make sure you send in emails at HumanJourneyPod at gmail.com. Yeah, but I think that that's bringing our journey to an end, y'all. Alright, we gotta wrap this up, though. Okay. I, couldn't I couldn't wrap not hear it up it up then? over there, too. Close, it. Close it. Close it. Close it. Close it. It always seems like the end comes so quickly. And I hate it. Because I love you guys so much. This... This has been very therapeutic for me. I really needed this. Every time I sat down to record, I just couldn't find myself. I couldn't find my fingers typing. I couldn't find myself coming up with the right words. But I did it. I recorded this. I recorded my video for Instagram TV. And I'm. I know this is not. No, this is not the affirmation. But I just want to let you guys know that even when you feel like nothing is working the way that it, that it should work, do not. Do not give up. It's right around the corner. And the moment you give up is the moment that you will never know what was there. And I'm so, I say that and I'm it's almost bringing me to tears because that's how passionate I am about it. Do not give up. It's hard, but it's a journey. Do not tell yourself that you're going to be making a million dollars in six months. That's not realistic maybe tell yourself I'll be making a million dollars in five years because then you'll give yourself time that day that you're tired after work and you don't want to work on something for yourself that's okay you have five years so this affirmation felt really hard to come out of my mouth because of what I've been going through over the last few weeks and I almost didn't choose it for that reason it just didn't feel authentic to me I had to ask myself why did it not feel good for me to say it And then I chose it. And the reason why it didn't feel good for me to say it is because it just didn't feel authentic, you know, like the things that were said and it didn't, I I didn't believe it. And that's the point of affirmations is the negative talk that you've been saying to yourself is not true. Um, and so the affirmation is to counteract the negative talk and, and when you talk to yourself negatively all the time, you start believing it. And this is why I couldn't believe this affirmation. But it's true. The important people around me that do feel this way the about me, the show, and it's though, true. Guys, if you haven't found your place in like life, you you're not alone. There. None of us have. Um, so I know this whole like episode was about homecoming and, and feeling at home. Honestly. And, and making your home your own home. Um, I've been so and, uh, frustrated with the world. I'm right still working on that. I'm not perfect. Anything I say in this podcast, no I'm still working really on, cares, honestly. Let's go ahead and say the affirmation like and she's have the only in the silence. One out here trying to have I am beautiful and everybody loves me. At a beach cleanup. I you am beautiful, and about everybody loves to clean me. clean up the earth. No one's trying to make sure that generations are here. We're just as bad as the past generations. And so I felt horrible. Like, I felt like I'm not doing anything. And yes, I pick up trash when I see it. And yes, I recycle. And yes, but what else could I do? What else can I do in order to help stop climate change? Especially with a low income. There are things they tell us to do, but if you don't have a high income, how can you re- How can you afford to replace your washer and dryer if you can't? If you don't have the funds for it? Or how can you afford to install solar panel panels on your house if you don't have the funds for it? So I did my research to f- and asked a ton of people all over the world what I can do in order to help it with climate change on a small budget. And so now this uh, this segment is me helping y'all help the earth. Alright? My first tip for you guys is uh you can get away with using cold a cold setting on laundry even when it's really dirty. Just pre-soak your laundry in the cold water for like an hour and use a few tablespoons of baking soda to loosen up the dirt and grime. Growing up, we use if we ran out of detergent, we use baking soda and dish uh dish detergent and it worked just fine. About 90% of the energy associated with doing laundry involves just heating up the water, so make sure you use cold water. You don't need hot water. In order to get the most from your washing machine, be sure to thoroughly sort your laundry. Wash towels alone and separate heavy and lightweight items. Loads of similar weight laundry will dry faster and more evenly. Even the most energy efficient loads of laundry use 40 gallons of water. Reducing the number of loads you do each week will save water and just some coins. If you find yourself doing eight or more loads of laundry a week, skipping just one will save over 10% of your laundry costs, okay? And doing eight, it means you got, y- y'all are doing too much. Put one outfit on and let it go. Don't, you don't need to change that many times. The key to brightening your laundry isn't using toxic, headache-inducing uh, bleach, is lemon, peroxide, vinegar, and the power of the sun. Soak the whites in water with one quarter cup of one of those ingredients, do not mix them, and then hang dry your clothes outside in the direct sun. Did you know that if every household replaced one bottle of bleach with non-chlorine bleach, we could prevent 11.6 million pounds of chlorine from entering our environment? Bleach is not something that we should be using regularly. There are other options. Also, my last, last tip for laundry is if you don't like line dry- line drying your clothes because you don't like how stiff your clothes come out and you feel like the dryer makes it softer, in order for you to make your clothes soft, you just cut down on using detergent. Detergent can build up residue out over time. So add a cup of white vinegar into your washer and just do a final rinse cycle, not with the clothes in it, but after you take them out. Keeping your clothes out of the dryer extends life, reduces energy use, and cuts costs. If you want to dry your clothes on chairs and stuff indoors, or you can dry them outside, it doesn't matter. But put, don't put the dark colors in the sunlight or they'll fade. And a bonus tip is if you have an indoor drying rack during the winter, it doubles as a humidifier. Mm, mm. Now that is the end of the show. Don't forget to um, send your questions, comments, concerns to humanjourneypod at gmail.com. Um, I will have a link if you want to in the in the show notes if you want to call in and do a video recording or not a video, a voice recording. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter at humanjourneypod or Facebook, Human Journey Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. Thank you so much. And I will see you guys back here on this journey next week. Look at all the past that I chose. Look at how I rose. Slam, slam, dunk like D-Rose. Slam it on my foes. I put one foot up upon the moon. Next step coming soon. Magic in their face. The journey continues. Journey continues. Journey continues. Journey continues. Journey continues.